0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs, and man, I wish this show was coming on better terms. But this show is going to be talking about the absolute beatdown that the Buffalo Bills put on the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football in Buffalo. I mean, and that's exactly what it was. It was a beatdown for sure. I know we're all probably tired of talking about this game already. It was embarrassing. I mean, that's, that's the word to use to describe this from the Titans standpoint. This game was just absolutely embarrassing. And like I said, we're all tired of talking about it. I know T.A.'s already had his show talking about it. Titans in Truth has talked about it. I'm talking about it. I was on T.A.'s show giving my thoughts about it last night. But I told some Bills fans, hey, no matter what, win, lose, draw, I'm going to be doing a game reaction show. And I'm hoping those Bills fans show up because I told them, hey, no matter what happens, if the Bills win, y'all come back and talk your talk. If the Titans win, y'all still got to come back and let us talk our talk. So hopefully those Bills fans show up. But before we jump into everything, got to tell you how you can support the show. First thing, if you're in the live chat right now on YouTube, I need you to back out of the live chat. Look at that subscribe button. If it's red, click it. Turn it gray. Go ahead and hit that bell notification so you never miss when I upload a new video when I go live it just it helps to show out a lot and I'm trying to hit I've officially hit 490 subscribers here on YouTube so trying to hit 800 to a thousand before the end of the year really appreciate everyone that subscribes also go ahead smash that like button let's get some comments rolling in in this live chat And share this show out. Let's get more people in here. Let's get more Titans fans in here. If you need to vent, I want you venting in the live chat, and we'll get to your comments. Tell me what you think's wrong with the team right now. Is it the play calling? Is it the players? What's going on with the Titans? Something has to be addressed. And maybe we, like I said, maybe we get some Bills fans in here, and if we do, hey, we got to let them talk their talk because they earned it. Now, the audio version of this podcast will be up later tonight on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all podcast platforms. Go make sure you're following the show on those platforms. Titans Time Podcast. Leave a five-star rating. Leave comments, questions, reviews. Again, I really appreciate it. And go find me on social media. The Twitter is at Titans underscore Time. TikTok getting real big on there trying to do more on there it's at titan's time instagram titan's time podcast and facebook titan's time i know we already have some people in the chat and clowny super bowl says everyone has talked about the offense but our defense looks like it's uh in prime 2020 form absolutely disgusting and i'll tell you what clowny super bowl we are Definitely gonna be hitting on that. Um, my wife in the chat saying, "Tighten up, smash that like button." Yes, all of y'all definitely do that. Damon Lawrence saying, "Throw the ball to Traylon Burks and do not put Caleb Farley back out there unless the game is out of reach." We'll definitely be hitting on that. Clowney says, "Clowny Super Bowl says Traylon Burks has looked good so far. Have to get him the ball more." And I do agree. And Clowny Super Bowl. Man, I just got to tell you, your name still throws me off. Uh, we're going to have to switch that to uh, someone else on the team. I mean, Clowney's long gone and, you know, not going to be playing for the Browns this week because he's out hurt. But yeah, you, your name still throws me off, man. <laughs> uh, Nick asking, will TA be joining? Um, I don't, I didn't ask him to join this show tonight. I know we are going to try and get T.A. on the show sometime here soon for a collab. Um, But I know after last night, T.A. was able to uh, go out, talk his talk about what he thinks was wrong. And he even said in his show, hey, after this show, I'm past the bills on to the Raiders. So I'm going to let T.A. focus on getting his show ready for the Raiders game preview. And, like I said, we will be getting him on here to uh, collab again here soon. And David Hussey, got a Colts fan in here tonight saying that the Titans suck. And, uh, hey, David, appreciate you being in here, man. Um, Do have to say, though, at least in our blowout, we were able to score some points. I mean, and we were going up against the team that I believe is the best team in the nfl right now so but that being said y'all may have lost to uh the team that's potentially going to win the afc south if the colts or titans don't change something uh clowny super bowl saying we have absolutely nobody on the outside that opposing defenses fear trailing might be that guy if he gets more opportunities And Damon says, stop drafting players like Brady Breeze when you have a chance to draft a guy like Trey Smith. Imagine what our offensive line would look like if we had Trey Smith. And I do want to hit on that. That is where we are going to start breaking down this game at first tonight is the offensive line. And, Damon, I am so glad you mentioned Trey Smith because he is a guy – obviously, I'm biased when it comes to Tennessee Volunteers players going into the league – Like, yes, I would like to see the Titans draft those guys if I think they will help the team. And Trey Smith was one of those guys that I was like, hey, I think he helps this team. Get him. He was falling into later rounds. We should have grabbed him then because he's been playing very well for the Chiefs. Still don't understand why we didn't get him. He would have been a way better pick than Isaiah Wilson. So far, would have been a way better pick than Dylan Raiden's. I mean, our offensive line is in shambles right now. I said it heading into the game against the Bills that when we face the Giants, our pass protection looked good. But that was because the Giants were without some of their edge rushers. And without those edge rushers, there was really no one to fear on the Giants defensive line now the Bills they have a really good pass rush they have a good defensive front I thought our offensive line might struggle with them and I see where Nick mentions uh if I saw the photo of LaJuan at LAX airport Los Angeles I did um so you know I I just want to touch on this, say prayers up to LeJuan for whatever his injury is. I do believe that um, this is probably his last year with the Titans. And I know a lot of people have mixed feelings on this. They say LeJuan's made a paper. They say that LeJuan needs to be off this team, needs to go worry about his podcast, this and that, that he doesn't want to be out there. My thoughts, I honestly believe that Taylor Lewan wants to be out there playing, and he wants to be out there playing at a high level. Now, I do believe if he is out for, this, out for the season, that this is probably his last year with the Titans, because they can just save too much money in the cap if they let him go after this year. And... If you think LaJuan being gone is the best thing for this organization, you just need to go back and watch that game for Monday night because when Lawan went out, our offensive line struggled even more. He was He's a solid piece at left tackle. So far, we haven't seen anyone be able to step up and actually fill that spot with him being out. And the I still feel like the run blocking was worse than the pass blocking because every time that the Titans did try to run Derrick Henry downhill, it seemed like as soon as he got the handoff and went to take his first step with the ball, there was already two Bills defensive players in the backfield ready to hit him. So that can't be happening. Our offensive line is looking just absolutely terrible. And something has to be done. I don't know if we need to bring more people in. At this point, hey, Dylan radens he played left tackle in college. We have MPF on the right side right now. Yes, he could have played better, but his run blocking was good. If LaJuan is out, Radins plug him in at left tackle and see if he is actually cut out for this league or not. Like I said, that's the position that he played in college. That's the side he's going to be more comfortable with. Throw him out there to the wolves because he's going to be better than, I believe it was Daly that was out there. So just the offensive line is one of many problems with this Titans team right now. And, and, Clowney Super Bowl. I want to get to um, your comment earlier, going back to find it here, where you said everyone has talked about the offense, but our defense looks like it's in prime 2020 form. Absolutely disgusting. Here are my problems with the defense. In this game, I am seeing where our cornerbacks are back to playing 8 to 10 yards off the receiver at the line of scrimmage. And I do not understand it. I mean, if you're backing up so you don't get beat deep, that's one thing. But our defensive backs are backing up and still getting beat deep on these big plays. That's not going to cut it. And if they're not getting beat deep, they're giving so much space off the line of scrimmage that in this game, Josh Allen could take the snap and have the ball out in – one second, to his playmakers and let them make plays. Just get them the ball and let them go make someone miss. And our tackling is just abysmal right now. There are so many missed tackles. I don't know what's wrong with Zach Cunningham. Whenever he come in last year, he was looking good. We thought, okay, the combination of him and David Long Jr., that's going to be great. I'll just tell you, the best tackler I've seen on the Titans this past Monday was Roger McCreary, the rookie. Whenever he got his hands on someone, nine times out of ten, he was either able to get them down or hold them up until other Titans were able to swarm over there and finish the play. And our linebackers have to do better. So, the and as far as the pass rush... With Harold Landry being out, we need people to step up. Bud Dupree is one of those people. He left the game with a hip injury. Now, he wasn't added to the IR today or anything like that. So, that could be a positive. Hopefully, it's not going to be anything major and he can get back out there. But this not getting to the quarterback is a direct result of our corners playing off of the receiver so much that the quarterback is just getting it out quicker. Now, after that, these big plays down the field, I, I don't know why we're not able to get pressure on the quarterback. I Just at that point, Bud Dupree was out. Simmons was more than likely being double-teamed. I, I don't know. We, we got to fix something. I will say, though, the defense – is also getting worn out. If you go back and watch them early in the game, yes, they gave up the touchdown on the Bills' first drive, but they made the Bills work for it. Like, it wasn't just an easy go down the field, score in just a couple plays. No, they made the Bills take 12 plays, 75 yards, to score a touchdown, got them in some third-down situations, I believe also got them in some fourth-down situations, situations yes the Bills were able to convert them but they were looking good and then they were able to the next Bills possession get a turnover on downs then make the Bills kick a field goal like the defense early on was doing everything they needed to do to give the Titans offense a chance to keep them in this game now after the Titans started going three and out like crazy our defense got tired like they barely have time to go over sit on the sidelines get a drink of water before they have to run back out there they're just gassed and we our offense needs to improve so that that can improve um y'all got a lot of comments rolling in here trying to uh going to try and get to all of them. Clowney Super Bowl says, I won't change my username due to personal beliefs. Clowney and Foreman are my all-time favorite Titans players. Don't get it twisted, though. I love the Titans Time podcast. Hey, I'm glad you love the show, Clowney Super Bowl, and I was just giving you a hard time about your username. Hey, if is your favorite Titan of all time, then is your favorite Titan of all time. Uh, my wife says, our defense is really hurting. We need some solid people there. Clowny Super Bowl says, I wish Monty Rice and Elijah Molden would return. Unfortunately, the soonest they would be able to return is for our Week 5 matchup against the Commanders. But, yes, I think we definitely need Elijah Molden back. Hopefully, uh, that'll help. Uh, my wife says, what I think of Christian uh, Delaro? I think that's how you say um, his last name. And my thoughts on him are he can't be any worse than uh, Daly that they placed at left tackle last night. I mean, he he really can't. And that's why I'm saying throw Raidens in there at left tackle and give him a shot because he can't be any worse than what we saw last night. My brother-in-law says that it might just be him, but he thinks the Titans need a team and coach rebuild, and that starts – with the OC and quarterback, and T.A., uh, I see T.A. in the chat saying, T.T.P., everyone hit that like and subscribe button, and yes, y'all go hit that like and subscribe, and uh, T.A. mentioned this on his channel last night when I was on there with him. Malik Watch is could officially be on, because if the Titans' offense doesn't start doing something, and if the Titans don't start winning, We may see him get thrown out there and see if he can give us that spark that we need to turn things around. And we definitely need a new offensive coordinator. Todd Downing needs to be gone. And Tim Kelly needs to be promoted to the offensive coordinator position. Simple as that. And Gonna go back to y'all's comments here. Uh, Clowny Super Bowl fan favorite David Long Jr. has been invisible thus far. Uh, my wife saying would also love your thoughts on the other moves the Titans have made the last twenty four hours. Um, yeah, we may uh, touch on that and saying signed to active roster uh, Terrence Mitchell from New England practice squad, Andrew Adams from Pittsburgh practice squad. And they placed uh, Trenton Cannon and Chris Jackson on injured reserve. Um, Yeah, so with Chris Jackson going to injured reserve, I believe that's the reason we probably see Terrence Mitchell come in. I believe Um, Lonnie Johnson also got hurt uh, in the game. So adding more defensive back depth uh, just in case these guys are out for a while. Um, And I will say, guys, this show isn't going to be as long tonight because, again, I know everybody is ready to move past this game and get on to the Raiders game and hoping that the Titans will right the ship and get back to their winning ways. So we're going to take just a little break here from talking about the game and enter into the... Best Bet segment presented by DraftKings. And we've already seen it in the first two weeks of the season. The NFL action is in full swing. And DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is finding ways to get you even bigger wins throughout this NFL season. New customers right now can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if that team does win. Now, if that's not enough for you and you're wanting to get those bigger payouts, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game one once per game day all season long now it's simple all you have to do download the draftkings sportsbook app now and use promo code tppn to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game that's promo code tppn only at draftkings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for more on all of that. And to before I recap my best bets from this Titans and Bills Monday Night Showdown, I also have to tell you about these amazing Raycon wireless earbuds because these are easily the best earbuds that I have ever had. Um, whether I'm listening to music, other podcasts, other YouTube videos, I'm using my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. I'm telling you, once you put these things in, they're not going anywhere unless you take them out. Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. I mean, really, it's no wonder that Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Now, some of my personal favorite things about these earbuds, number one, the awareness mode. I like being aware of what's going on around me. I don't like to just drown everything out, especially if I'm in a big crowd of people. So I turn the awareness mode on with these earbuds. I can still hear my music or podcast, whatever I'm listening to, and hear what's going on around me with everyone else. Also love the three customizable sound profiles that Raycon earbuds offer. If you're wanting to hear more of just the audio for the song that you're listening to or for the podcast that you're listening to, Raycon's got you covered. If you're wanting your ears to feel like they have a uh, sub in them with the bass, Raycon's got you covered there. So definitely love those features. Now, if you want your own pair of Raycon wireless earbuds, all you have to do is go to buyraycon.com today and use promo code tppn15 to get 15% off your Raycon order that's promo code tppn15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off one more time buyraycon.com promo code tppn15 now to recap my best bets from this titans bills monday night ass whooping i mean i'll just put it that way I said the first one that I liked was the Titans plus 10. I thought the Titans were going to cover the spread. The final score of this game was 41 to 7. So the Bills not only covered the spread on their end, they quadrupled it. Like, it was just, it was too easy for them. Now, the other best bet that I said was that I thought Josh Allen's pass yards for this game were too low. And w- especially with Christian Fulton being out. And what do you know? I was right. I believe they had his pass yards at 260 and a half, 262 and a half. And I was able to win some money off of that because I was hammering the over because I knew that more than likely he was going to be lighting us up through the air. Also said some other bets that I would probably be throwing some money down on were Derrick Henry, Stephon Diggs, and Josh Allen. Anytime touchdown score. Stephon Diggs scored not only once, not only twice, but three times. I mean, he was an absolute menace to this Titans defense. So hit on a couple of the bets that I liked, missed on a couple. And that's why I always tell y'all, this is not betting advice because sometimes I may do good, sometimes I may do bad, and I don't want to be the reason for y'all losing some money. So just putting that out there. Now, getting back to talking about this game, Clowny Super Bowl mentioned it earlier and some other people mentioned it about how Traylon Burks needs to be more involved. Now, he had more snaps this game than he did against the Giants. He had more catches, had less yards, but more targets, I believe, in this game. And that's what I'm wanting to see. I agree. We need to get Traylon Burks more involved in this offense. Because right now, defenses are looking at our offense, and they're saying, okay, we need to stop Derrick Henry. But as of right now, no one else has shown that we need to be scared of him. Titans, how about we start getting Traylon Burks the ball more, letting him make plays, make him the guy that teams have to fear, that teams have to watch out for. And then that's going to open things up for other people. Now, Todd Downing, I understand. That concept may be too complex for you to understand. All you want to do is run toss plays to the left that keep getting blown up for losses. I mean, Derrick Henry only had 25 yards in the game. At one point, he only had 12 yards. And when he had those 12 yards, three of his carries were for a total loss of nine yards. Don't know why we still keep that toss play in uh, our playbook. It never seems to work. Throw it out. We need to have Derrick Henry running downhill. Getting into the ball running downhill. Let the good things happen. And personnel decisions still seem to be a problem for the offense. At one point, we go five wide, have Derrick Henry out to the left, have Traylon Burks out to the left, and then to Ryan Tannehill's right, we have Jeff Swain, Austin Hooper, and Torrey Carter. What is up with that? I don't understand why we're doing that. If we are going to go five wide, have Traylon Burks out there, have Kyle Phillips out there, have Robert Woods, have, hell, even NWI out there. Players I don't want to see out there for that are Cody Hollister and Jeff Swain and I don't want our fullback lined up out wide because no defensive player is going to believe that our fullback is going to route up their linebacker and catch the pass. Now, yes, I know the Bills had their fullback score, but it was on a fullback screen. Like, come on, no one is expecting a fullback to actually line up out wide, run a route, beat their defensive player on it, and go crazy. Just, I, I don't understand it. It frustrates me. The whole game, I'm looking at the play calling, looking at the personnel that's out there on the field, and it is making my blood boil. And I say this again, Frable, Todd Downing needs to be gone. He is not good at his job. It's not just based on this year. It's based on last year as well. Mentioned this on TA show last night. It's like our offense is completely flipped this year. Last year, we couldn't score on our first offensive drive, but we made up for it in the second half. This year, we score on our first drive, but after that, we can't do anything. The defense adjusts to what we're doing, and Todd Downing does not know how to adjust to continue to beat them. And that is a problem. Now, I understand. Right now, you're heading into a short week. You played on Monday night football, then you have to turn around and play on Sunday. I can understand if you don't want to fire him right now. Luckily, and this is the only reason that it's luckily, the Titans have an early bye week. If you don't want to make a decision right now, Vrabel, which from his press conferences, it sounds like he doesn't, but if you don't want to make a decision right now on it, if you don't want to cut ties with them, if we enter the bye week without a win, heads have to roll at that point. Todd Downing has to be fired at that point because then that gives Tim Kelly time to come in on that bye week, take over, and get things Try to right the ship. Now, I'm not saying it's going to fix everything right away, but it's going to help out a lot. So, Frable, please don't be so stubborn about this. Please. It's simple. Now, um, trying to think of some other things that happen in the game. I want to hit on Ryan Tannehill. Now, I am not going to put this game on Ryan Tannehill. Did Tannehill have a couple of bad plays here and there? Yes. Some of which were the – he almost had a pick early in the game when he targeted Austin Hooper in the back of the end zone. The ball went right through um, the safety's hands. He probably should have picked it but he didn't titans got away with one there and were able to end up scoring after that Tannehill did have two picks the first one coming off of a tip drill that got tipped twice before it was picked off that one just some unfortunate luck there Tannehill could have thrown a little bit better ball to robert woods and put it out in front of him more but hey it it's one of those crazy things that happens The play that I am not going to let Tannehill slide on, though, is the pick six that he threw. Because at that point, as soon as he took the snap, he was staring NWI down. And the linebackers that were covering NWI never had a thought that Tannehill was going to anyone else. They knew immediately who was going to. They were able to jump the route take it back for an easy pick six and Tannehill one thing I need you to work on throughout this season because overall I feel like you've played well and Clowney Super Bowl even says that Tannehill has been decent but he is never going to get us where we want to get and he has played decent against the Giants Tannehill didn't turn the ball over. He, I mean, he had a clean game against the Bills. Like I said, the one interception is what it is off the tip drill. That pick six, that looked an awful lot like the uh, pick that he threw in the playoff game against the Bengals, where he tried to force it into NWI, was never looking anywhere else, And it cost him. Earlier in the game, the announcers for the game talked about a pass that Josh Allen had where he knew where the open pocket needed to be. The linebackers were sitting right in the line of where it needed to be. Josh Allen looks off to his right with his eyes to move the linebacker out of the way and then fires a shot into the open spot. Tannehill, that's what I need you to work on. I need you to learn how to move these defensive backs and these linebackers with your eyes away from where you are wanting to throw the ball to. If you work on that, that will greatly improve things on your end. Also, Tannehill, what's happened to your running? Before, if the pocket started breaking down and you needed to escape, you would get out, find a way to get out of the pocket and make plays with your legs. And now it's like you're scared to do that. You would extend plays before. Now, yes, you're just moving up in the pocket more, but that's about it. You still end up taking the sack. If it's not there, don't try to force it escape the pocket, try to get some positive yards. And I'm not going to completely blame the no deep shots on Ryan Tannehill. Yes, I would like to see us take more deep shots down the field. But in order to do that, Tannehill has to have time back in the pocket to actually let the routes develop and let the receivers get down the field. But man, this game still just thinking about it has me has me hot, has me boiling. Now we we're gonna have the coming into town. Both of these teams are 0-2, desperate for a win. Which team is gonna make the right corrections and get back on the right track? I do want to jump back to the defense some more because I know Clowny Super Bowl made a point earlier about how everyone's talking about the offense, not as much about the defense. And this goes to the coaches as well for the defense. I don't understand why we have a undrafted free agent covering Stephon Diggs for a good portion of the game. That doesn't make sense to me. Also, going into this game, you know that Gabe Davis is going to be out. So that takes kind of a little pressure off. And the Titans defense and coaches should have been like, okay, we need to take Stephon Diggs out of this game, as in do not let him be a factor in the game. Do not let him be the guy that beats us. Take him out of the game. If a different receiver beats us, okay, you live You live with that. But do not let Stephon Diggs take over the game. And what did the defense do? What did the Titans coaches let Stephon Diggs do? They let him take over the game. 12 catches, over 140 yards, and three touchdowns. Now, personally, my fantasy team loved it. I still lost in that league, but Stephon Diggs put up a lot of points for me. As a Titans fan, it killed me watching Diggs constantly get into the end zone. Don't know what's going on and why we can't take him out of the game. Focus on him. Don't let him be a factor. I know Christian Fulton was out this game, and I am hoping and praying that he is back for the Raiders game. I know he was able to practice today, and that's going to be big because I text Rossi yesterday and told him, hey, if Christian Fulton isn't able to go for the Raiders game, Devontae Adams is about to have a career day. Because if the Titans mess around and put Avery on Adams, don't get me wrong, Stephon Diggs, he's one of the top receivers in the league. But Devontae Adams is arguably number one or two. And his route running is better than Diggs. So if Diggs is running past our guys and making them look like they're lost out there, Devontae Adams is going to have a field day. And Titan Fox says, sorry, I'm late, TTP. Hey, Titan Fox, no worries. Thanks for uh, coming into the show. Just, if anyone needs a little bit more venting about this Bills game, that's what we're doing here. We're trying to vent about it a little bit more, get it out there. And then after tonight, I'm moving on from the Bills. I'm not going to care about this game anymore. Um. Titan Fox says Farley, Jackson, and Avery were rotating on digs, and it was a episode of the Three Stooges. And yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was bad. I have I have been supportive of Caleb Farley, and I'm not giving up on him just yet. The guy still needs more reps at the corner position. I mean, he just does. But last night, there were a couple of times that um, Diggs just had him lost. I mean, he was absolutely lost. And Caleb Farley is one of our corners who he has the speed where he can catch up to receivers if he gets beat off the line. There is absolutely no reason that with Caleb Farley's speed and his size that he should not be pressing receivers at the line of scrimmage. He should not be backing up 10 yards off the receivers and giving them that cushion. I mean, he shouldn't be doing it, and but for some reason, he is, and... Something's going to have to change. I mean, it was bad enough last night where he was getting beat that Vrabel put him on the bench. He put Chris Jackson out there over him. And that's saying something because Chris Jackson is terrible. I mean, he is. And more comments coming in here. Um. Got King's Queens saying this show's a hit. I appreciate that, King's Queens, uh, says more than likely. Mark Jones saying tighten up. Tighten up it to you as well, Mark. <clears throat> um, King's Queens says watching, eating popcorn, uh, him and the wifey. Glad y'all are tuning in. Mark Jones says the refs were so bad. I think it's partially they don't respect our rookies and don't give them calls, and the refs intimidated by the by Bills mafia. Now, Mark, here's what I am going to say on this. I do feel like there were. I don't. Obviously, this was not a perfectly called game, but with the point that it got to, I don't believe any of those calls change the outcome of the game it the only call that i that really infuriated me that it was not called was the hit on nwi on a pass that was overthrown there was no reason for the hit on him that the safety gave him should have been called a either unnecessary roughness or defenseless receiver And no flag was thrown. If one of our defensive backs did that to Stephon Diggs in that game, there would be so many flags on the field that you wouldn't be able to tell it was green. It would be a yellow field. So that's the only one that really got me. Um. Clowny Super Bowl says Farley has shown no evidence of being a good player in an NFL game thus far. Um, I mean, I feel like he's had – obviously he's had a couple of plays that were better than others. But, yes, he has struggled. And Titan Fox says that – I'm not wrong. He's played like six games in three years, including college. He can develop with better coaching. And, I mean, really – Again, I, I don't want to give up on him just yet. I think he needs more time. But it's we're running short on time. Uh, Mark says, early in the game was when they made the crucial calls while we were still in it. Uh, Alex Mann says, I'm starting to think Vrabel is trying to get fired. Definitely hope not. Um, I think Vrabel is a great head coach. I mean, coach of the year. Obviously, look back at what he done last year. My only knock on Vrabel right now is he's a little too stubborn for his own good. He's loyal to his guys, which I like to a point. But when your guys are terrible at their job, like Todd Downing, you got to cut ties or else they're going to bring your football team down and they're going to cause you to lose your job. So we'll see over the next couple of weeks if uh, he's willing to make the change. Mark says, when the announcers are noticing the missed calls, you know it is an issue, and that's true. Gerald says, uh, you guys know it's just a matter of time till Jags on this division and – Hey, I said it earlier in the show, and I'll say it again now. If the Titans and Colts don't change some things around and get their get their act together, the Jaguars may win the division this year. The only saving grace for the Titans and Colts right now is the fact of the AFC South is terrible. I mean, honestly... Eight and nine, or nine and eight. There's a very good chance that that's the record that wins this division. Titan Fox says Vrabel is a great captain, but his loyalty to Downing will mean the captain could go down with the ship. And again, great point, Fox. Like that's Vrabel's going to have to make a call, and it's either going to be Downing or it could eventually be him. And Mark says, our offense will progress as the season goes and experiences gained by the rookies. We have yet to see the best version of the offense. And I, I, I'm trying to be optimistic about that. But my biggest problem right now is how the offense is being – how the offensive plays are being called and – The personnel that is being put out there. I understand if you you know trying to ease these rookies into it, but at this point you can't be doing that. Let the rookies go out there, like put them out there. Traylon Burks, you picked him in the first round for a reason. Throw him out there. Get him the ball. You traded for Robert Woods for a reason. Have him out on the field. Austin Hooper, you went and paid him in free agency. Have him out there. I mean, that—that's my biggest problem right now. For some reason, instead of having those guys out there, we have Jeff Swain and Cody Hollister. And Vrabel can feed all his BS about how the reason Swain's out there is because he's our best blocking tight end. He didn't look like our best blocking tight end in this game. He was actually our worst blocking. Tied in, so our like you said, Mark, our offense maybe we haven't seen the best version of it, but in order for us to see that version of it, we have to have better play calling, less predictable play calling, and the right personnel out there. Um. Uh. And the hyper says obviously knew this was going to happen. We aren't making the playoffs. Uh, Titan Fox says to Mark Jones that that was a really positive statement. Thank you for that. We fixed the offensive line, and we could see an amazing difference. And that's going to be the, a key right now is fixing the offensive line. If we don't fix the offensive line, then honestly, if we don't fix the offensive line, I'm even nervous to put Malik out there Because I don't want him to get hurt. Gerald said, I still think the Titans are favorites for the division this year. Um, I mean, if we can string together a couple of wins, and that's another thing. We're only through week two. Like, we're entering week three. There's still a lot of season left. But changes have to be made. And... You can only say there's still a lot of season left so many weeks in a row before it's to crunch time. Um, and the hyper says, uh, even if we win the division, we're still going to lose in the wild card. Um. My wife says, I still think there's something deeper with the Vrabel downing thing. Blackmail of some sort, maybe. It just doesn't make any sense how long he's kept him around. Uh, Alex says, I think Vrabel knew we were going to lose. That's why he didn't play some guys. Mark says, Vrabel and J-Rob will do what's necessary to get back on track. Uh, The 53 today won't be the same 53 by the end of the year. We will get the right guys. Kings-Queens says, why has the king been getting rocked lately? And honestly, um, the thing that's going on with Henry is he's getting hit before he's able, even able to get going. I don't agree with all of these people saying that the king is washed. We don't know. When he's getting hit, as soon as he gets the ball, there's no time for him to do anything for us to see if he's potentially lost a step. I personally don't feel like he has, and I'm going back to T.A.'s show again last night. He even said that, you know, hey, we haven't even really got to see Henry out in the open field yet. You know, if he hits the open field and people are starting to run him down and catch him, then, yeah, he's lost a little bit of a step. But we haven't got to see that yet. Um, Mark Jones says, Kyle, Phil, oops, needs to secure the punt or we need to swap him for Mason Kinsey. Titans Fox says that he agrees with my wife. Carrie knows what's up. My wife says, I feel bad they made Kyle play with that shoulder, though. They really should have brought Mason up for this last game. Mark says it starts in the trenches. We have to be more physical on the line, knocking defenders off the ball. And Gerald says windows close fast in the NFL to win a Super Bowl. Seems the window is closing a bit for the Titans. And, you know, uh, Gerald, I don't completely disagree. I mean, we with this with the core group of people that we have, that window is closing. Now... Malik could take over this team and provide the spark that we potentially need. I'm not saying that needs to happen as far as Malik taking over right now. I've made my thoughts very clear before the season that I don't think he should. I think he should have some packages for the season, but I would rather him sit back and learn this year and just keep improving on learning the playbook, all of that. But if it comes to the point where the Titans throw him out there, look back at 2019. Titans started 2-4. and four. Ryan Tannehill took over, provided the spark that the Titans team needed, and led them to the AFC Championship game. If the Titans continue to have a slow start this year, maybe you throw Malik out there and see if he can provide that spark. Um... As for the Kyle Phillips stuff, at this point, the kid is just in his own head. I mean, he's an electric punt returner. But after he muffed that punt against the Giants and the Giants recovered, he's in his own head about it. He's overthinking it. He's, he's stumbling when he goes up to catch it. He's trying to catch the ball above his head versus catching it down in front of him like there's just a lot of stuff going on with him and his confidence is shook so yes as of right now i think the titans need to have someone else back there put some veteran back there i mean we even saw a money hooker muff a punt in this game against the bills put someone back there that you know can catch it If it's a veteran, it's a veteran. And, hell, I don't care if you have them fair, catch it every time. That's fine with me. Just put someone back there that's going to hold on to it. Um, Gerald says, I can't remember what round was Malik drafted in. He was drafted in the third round. Got Titans Rossi in the building saying, what's up, everybody? Rossi, man, I hope you are doing well. Thank you for tuning in. Tighten up to you, brother. Uh, Titan Fox said, I said before that Malik Willis never gets to play with the top-tier starters we have, but thanks to Downing, neither does Tannehill. That that may be the comment of the show, Fox. Uh, I don't normally, like I've never really had one of those, but that may be the comment of the show because of the personnel that Todd Downing is putting on the field. Uh, Rossi talking about Kyle Phillips saying that he thinks we got to keep him a wide receiver for now and saying only receiver. I agree. Put Phillip, just have Phillips out there for the slot position. Let someone else do the punt returns right now and let the kid at least get his confidence back. Um, then Rossi saying great comment, Fox. You should post that on Twitter. Mark says the infusion of youth just needs to rapidly progress. We have the leaders to get things back on track. And, yeah, we'll see what comes over uh, the next couple of days. And I'm interested to see how the Titans respond against the Raiders. Uh, They're going to have their work cut out for, for them, especially, I mean, on both sides of the ball. The Raiders have Chandler Jones, Max Crosby. Those guys can get after the quarterback and wreak some havoc. Uh, On the offensive side, you've got to find a way to contain Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Like, it's going to be another tall task for the Titans. I mean, this is another tough game, I feel like. And then after this game, we got the uh, Colts that we have to try and go beat i mean again they're in shambles right now i think this week they play the chiefs so potentially when we do end up going up to indianapolis both teams could be zero and three so definitely something to uh watch out for um mark jones says the titans need the vols offensive coordinator I don't know that that would help our defense out just because at that point, the Titans' offense would be scoring so quick that the defense wouldn't get any time to uh, rest. Rossi says, I think he will get his confidence back, but we can't afford any mishaps in the return game for at least the next two games. The next two games are must-win. And Rossi, I agree. I mean, we, we can't afford turnovers like that. Turnovers, penalties... All of that right now is not looking like the Mike Vrabel Titans that we know. And they're going to have to fix that. And I mentioned it earlier, the tackling. Like, if I'm on the coaching staff with all the missed tackles that have been happening, I'm telling our guys, hey, all we're working on today are tackling drills. Like, you need to improve. We cannot be having this happen to where we miss the first tackle, and then the guy's able to break free for a touchdown. Mark says, can Big Jeff play O-line? Uh, Rossi says that uh, Simmons would be a beast on the O-line. <laughs> that, uh, I don't know. We need to save his energy for the defense. Um, Rossi says, we need Fulton and molding back bad. And I agree. Again, I know Molden can't come back until the game against the Commanders at the earliest uh, in Week 5, but I am definitely hoping that Christian Fulton is back for this game against the Raiders. And, everyone, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all make sure, back out of the live chat, if you hadn't already, hit that subscribe button, turn on the post notifications, Leave a like on the video if you hadn't already. Share this video out. Like I said, I'll be posting this the audio version here in just a little bit. It'll be on all podcast platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Make sure you go follow the podcast on those platforms. Leave a five-star rating. It really helps the show out so much, and I truly appreciate it. Y'all go follow me on Twitter, at Titans underscore Time. Follow me on TikTok, at Titans Time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, and Facebook, Titans Time. Like I said, I wanted to uh, put this show out there. Got to talk about it. This is, I mean, after this, putting the Bills game behind us. Congrats to Bills fans. Y'all come in and just gave us an ass whooping this game same thing we done to y'all in 2020 we know how y'all feel now i mean y'all got us back for it so hey it is what it is congrats to y'all y'all have a great team maybe the titans right the ship and we see y'all in the playoffs and who knows maybe we get the better of y'all then um But, like I said, we'll put this game behind us. Here in the next couple of days, I will be going live again to do the Raiders game preview. But tonight, I mean, that's going to be pretty much all I have for y'all. Rossi says, please subscribe. Let's get TTP to 1K this season. Yes, y'all go hit that subscribe button. Again, really appreciate it. Uh. And Rossi says, and buy some Raycons. Yes, Raycon, wireless earbuds. Y'all go buy them up. Um, And Mark Jones says, we are two and one of the last three matchups with the Bills. And we are, but they're going to look at it as what's happened lately. And, hey, they've earned the right to talk their talk after this game. And we really can't say much about it. Again, I appreciate all of y'all. Tuning in for the show. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Sweat my brow. Boys I ain't made for backing down.